0: Thank you
1: I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls.
0: Happy Tag Tuesday. Hello from paradise. (laughs) I have to keep saying that because I'm still here. Yes, you're still here. I want to stay here forever. Paradise is a state of mind. Sure, it's an aloha. I'm I'm in the aloha state of mind still. You're doing a good job. I don't, you know, mean to brag, but I've kind of got it down. All the aunties love denise i have to tell you guys i am an auntie
1: she is she she is and that's that is sort of the um complimentary name that Mm -hmm. you give women um on on the island it's a sign of respect it's a sign of respect it's a sign of love it is a sign of love and And i love love you could call them aunties um we had a little uh easter party over here wasn't little (laughs) it was huge saturday for our church Uh just 90 some odd people but it was uh
0: torrential rain it was no it was like the heavens opened the sky decided to cry and it wept and wept (laughs) and wept and usually when you're in Kauai, you have to know it rains a lot here it's called the garden state for a reason
1: it rains on the daily, but it's a very brief sort of misty most times.
0: Or it, it rains, and it'll it'll be kind of hard, but it'll last 10 minutes. Yeah. It's and just... then all of a sudden, the sky is blue, and it's beautiful. And there might be some clouds, which is kind of nice because it makes it a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it rained that day, and we were cooking a pig in the ground. And it was completely in Hawaiian traditional style. cooking style. Yeah, You know, leaves on the top tea leaves, everything. Yeah, And it was, you know, the smell, it's great because it's just this, you know, and we're going to feed 100, we thought we'd have about 150 people here. Coming and going. Coming and going (laughs) because when you have a party on the island, that's the beauty of it is that everybody shows up, even all the aunties and uncles and everybody and their family members that made my maybe don't go to your church. It doesn't matter. We didn't care. We wanted everyone there. That Mm -hmm. was the whole idea. There was Easter egg hunting going to happen, swimming, There's a pool here, and it's interesting because people love the swimming pool here. And they have the ocean. You can see the ocean from the swimming pool, but they would rather be swimming in the pool.
1: And those kids jumped in that pool as if it wasn't raining outside, which, who cares? You're getting wet, but it was... And it's not cold. It's not cold, but it's funny because that's where we're from in Southern California, if there was a torrential rainstorm and there if there's was a drop
0: to, of rain, I don't go outside. Okay. <laughs> there, Let's be real.
1: If there was supposed to be like a church party happening, we'd probably like cancel it oh, or for sure. something like we that. would have canceled. Oh, no, it. They went forward with this thing. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but okay. And so they just like, everybody came and then just kind of hung out in the house and it was, and then it stopped raining. But what I wanted to say about being called an auntie is that we're, we're done with the party, and this thing goes on for six, I don't know how many hours. Yes. It's nine o'clock at night, right. and people are wrapping it up and leaving and whatever. And they were great
0: because everybody helped clean up. Oh, I that's, mean, yeah. They, they used your house, and there was a lot of people, and the rain made people be in the house, which... They wouldn't otherwise. They wouldn't normally mm-hmm. have been in, but I love that part of it. I know for you, it was a little bit hair-raising because there's a lot of kids running around, but you got to know people a little bit better because yeah. everyone was kind of in a small little area Mm -hmm. that you know they didn't leave because it was raining right so it's people are wrapping up and um
1: denise and i are standing there talking to a couple other ladies and someone comes up to denise says oh denise let me took her away basically and the other lady that we were talking to auntie sherry turns to me and she goes where did you find her (laughs) and i go "What? What?" i couldn't tell if it was like a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) she goes i wasn't sure either when you first told me and i go uh and she goes we love her about I about Denise. I love of Sherry. Yes. I love Mel. Mm, that's Sherry's daughter who and, has a beautiful baby boy. And I love Coco Cooper, who Denise has adopted uh, just, you know, unceremoniously and just <laughs> named Coco Cooper.
0: Well, his his Hawaiian name is Long
1: and it's Ko'o. It's K-O apostrophe O. uh And they call him all different things around that. But Denise just went straight for her own name and just said, we're calling him Coco Cooper. And Mel goes, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so grateful for Mel for indulging me in that whole situation. He is now 10 months old and he is the most beautiful. uh, He is just, I love children anyway, but. A little brown baby. He is the perfect He's a per, he's perfect. Both, he is both so of beautiful. the parents, Cliff
1: and Mel, are from here, from Koi, yes. And that baby. Whoa.
0: I mean, there's the people here are just beautiful. I mean oh, they
1: are gorgeous. They just
0: are beautiful and inside and out. And that mm-hmm. is one of the the draws for me and the one of the benefits by being your friend. Again, never breaking up with you, just so, just in case you were wondering, people. I'll find I'm you. Never going to break up with <laughs> Anne, <laughs> um, because you get this experience on the island of, you know, you talk about aloha and you experience it at a hotel or whatever, but when you are living on the island and you get to meet intimate with the people who are here, meaning you get to see how they live, what their struggles are, what they're dealing with they are your friends it's totally different Mm -hmm. it is so beautiful and the respect I have for the people of this island and this island itself has you know every time I'm here it it just it multiplies because Mm -hmm. it's so I mean I just can't say enough but it rains a lot so nobody else come here Everyone stay home. You won't like it. It'll be terrible for you. There are hair challenges. Any no. any pictures we take here and
1: my hair is part of the picture, you can see on our Instagram. You can very easily tell when I'm in Hawaii and when I'm in Orange County.
0: Listen, I got my hair straightened. Jacqueline straightened my hair. Jacqueline's a hairdresser at... Images Salon in Corona Del Mar, if anybody needs her hair done. She did a hair straightening on me, specifically because I needed it and because I was coming to the island. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to not have to worry about this mop. And how has that worked for you? Well, I haven't washed my hair yet, and it is disgusting. (laughs) But I haven't washed it because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. But it is already... I have it up in a pony. Yeah. And it looks like it's just... I look bald when you see me in pictures because I'm just trying to keep it contained. Control the frizz. It's just... No matter what happens, it just There's becomes frizzy. And you know, the women I watched them at church because, again, the women on the island they have naturally wavy or curly hair. Usually, it looks beautiful on it them. Looks gorgeous. And it then doesn't, they,
1: it doesn't frizz. It's natural to their culture, so it's a beautiful wave. They've we're like, used to
0: it. Yeah. No, we were trying to make something happen here, and they put <laughs> these beautiful flower arrangements in their hair. Yeah. And they wear these beautiful, colorful dresses and moo yeah, moo types and I'm not I'm talking a moo-moo. I'm not talking your
1: grandma's moo moo. No shade. I love a good grandma moo moo. Please No, I love a moo moo now. Like I'm
0: you know Denise? I got I bought a Moo Moo mm-hmm. and I've been wearing it every day. She's living that Moo Moo life. She, She's all about it. Did you know, just so you know everybody, when you wear a Moo moo you can eat anything you want. <laughs> no there's no like letting your pants out. Mm-mm. There's no listen, you don't even have to wear a bra. No like you can I do. No but I'm just saying, you didn't have you to. You don't have to. No. I'm going back to the store. We went yesterday to go get another one because it was like a secondhand store mm-hmm. and you can buy... It's vintage. Vi- vintage. The, the ones that I buy were not vintage, but anyway, they weren't very expensive and they were like super lightweight. And I'm like, oh man, I'm taking these home and I'm going to live in these from now on. So everybody in Orange County, I'm bringing the Moo to you. Mm-hmm. She took a test drive in, in the Moo and decided she needed to go back for more. Oh, man. Yeah. You Once you go moo-moo, you never go back. I'm just telling you. That's how the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt. What's the, uh, what's wrong with your elbow?
1: She's a, <laughs> if you could see her, she's like favoring the elbow.
0: Well, I was, I didn't know if you'd notice. I did. Before I left Orange oh, this County. This has been days. Yeah. So I have a, a bruise on my elbow. Yeah. And, okay, I don't know if I even want to talk about it. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Well, listen,
1: it's just you and me. No one else will know.
0: Well, I, I want to bring it up because I think we've all had these moments which are a little bit hairy. So my moment started when I decided to take a shower. First mistake. First mistake. Got ready for the shower, decided to walk into the shower, and there was a blob of conditioner mm-hmm. on the floor unbeknownst to me. Sure. I'm just going to have you, I'm not going to get into all the gory details of this. I wish you would. But just <laughs> imagine. Well, can I safely assume that of the <laughs> two people who use that shower, there's only one that uses hair conditioner? Let me just safely assume we're not even using the same shower because that shower, this, that whole bathroom situation there is pretty... Not great And I have all my stuff in it And since we're the only two people in the home now Hod uses the other shower Mm. So it's all me Okay, so you can't blame this on anyone No, the the blob of conditioner Must have gotten out there the night before or Whenever I wash my hair Which was probably the day before Because I would have rinsed off Anyway, doesn't matter Foot hits the blob And I'm telling you what When you fall at my age You go down hard You fell in the shower? Dude, I took a digger. Like, I, it was, I'm so glad there was nobody watching. The only, only things that were watching me were the two dogs. Were they helpful? The opposite. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going into the shower. The shower door is open. I, I can't, it's not even a slow motion fall, it is a feet out under me, fall right on my backside. Oh. <sighs> Against the little ledge that you use yep. to shave your legs, <laughs> that's there, hit my spine and my mm. elbow hits the tile. So
1: it was you didn't have time to even kind of try and save
0: yourself. There was it no was... saving this situation, uh-huh. and I had just washed my hair because the first thing I thought of was, oh my gosh, my hair is going getting wet. <laughs> it, uh, and then after that, I thought, can I move? I don't mm. know if I can move. You oh. were doing an inventory before you got like, up? Literally, I'm like, I've fallen and I can't get up. It ha- was like a commercial. Sure. Like, I'm like, I'm not sure. What if I have to call one of those really cute firemen and I'm in the shower like Oh, you like don't this?
1: want them to see you like that. I couldn't.
0: I was like, I have to get up. You must get up. <laughs> and in the meantime, as I'm evaluating my situation, I hear and feel dogs. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, get away from me. Get away from were me. Were they
1: just coming to... They were curious, like, what's going on? Yeah, what's, like,
0: who? What's mommy she's doing She's yelling, on the floor? and <laughs> it might be fun. And I'm like, don't touch me. Get away from me. The tongue needs to leave me. I don't have clothes on. I'm on the floor, shower floor, and I can't get up. It was just, <gasps> after about, you know, probably it was all of a minute. Oh, it seemed like forever. I, I... I got myself up and I moved around and I was sore and I thought oh it's that gonna elbow. leave a mark it's gonna leave a mark yeah. and it did on mm-hmm. my spine and on my elbow but I'm good now I'm fine okay you didn't have to call any no but I told my husband he's like oh we're gonna have to get you some of those you know sandpaper flowers that go at the bottom of <laughs> your thing for grandma the... had those and we might have to get one of those handles in the shower oh. and I'm like please okay listen oh Never mind. I shouldn't have told you. How so, about you just watch before you step into the shower? You <laughs> how just about look I just, down. <laughs> no more conditioner is going no to be used. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know that that's the solution. But we can... Well, let's table that and we'll discuss it later. Listen, when you fall at this age, I'm telling you. It's scary. It's scary because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I could break a hip. I could just... I mean, I was just... All my! I was fine. But it just... All the scenarios ran <sighs> through your mind. Dude. Yeah. Not good. Not good. No, not good. Not good. Not
1: good. So... I, uh, let's seamlessly just transition from that information
0: into. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should have started with that. We could have seamlessly transitioned to the kids in the pool for the party. Oh, we did it backwards. We did it backwards. Okay, We're shall not we delete good this segueing. and go? <laughs> no, no. So when you we had the party here and it was raining, I had somewhat of a nightmarish issue happen because, and I have never seen this in Kauai, And I asked even some people, and they don't remember ever hearing thunder. The way we heard oh, it that day, lightning. There was a lightning strike that happened. The kids are in the pool. They've probably been in for a half an hour, is all. And all of a sudden, lightning. And within five seconds, the most god awful thunder that like could shake that was shaking the the house. Literally, it was yeah. right over us. Mm-hmm. And there's probably ten kids in the pool. And I'm, you know, I'm a visitor to this situation. I don't know anybody, but I am looking out there, and I am like, get the kids out. And luckily. Auntie Sherry, mm-hmm. who is a nurse, mm-hmm. took control of the situation and ran out there and pulled him up, told him, get your butt out because I was having nightmares because I didn't know how, you know, kids on an island might be used to that, but I, Auntie Dee Dee doesn't do that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Lightning, pool, Mm-mm. not a good combination. Mm-mm. And so it kind of got us talking about pool safety and, and I was also a little worried because you you live on an island and kids are used to the water but knowing how to swim mm-hmm. and being comfortable in the water are two different things that's very true and there were a lot of people here that
1: clearly we we didn't know with they brought friends and cousins of friends and yes. different things like that so there's lots of kids in the in the pool and and I didn't know who was pool safe and who wasn't so I, we had to have a conversation with some of the men out there. Hey, can you just sort of sit here on the edge of yeah. the pool and just kind of keep things? Because it's there's no bigger nightmare than children around uh, water like that and no one's paying attention.
0: Right, and that's what got us you and I talking about this whole thing. You know, summer's upon us, mm-hmm. spring is here, people are on vacation, and I remember, um, as you know, Anne, but probably the listeners don't know in a previous life and the previous life only ended like three years ago Mm -hmm. or two years ago actually it was probably my last summer for teaching but i used to teach swim lessons for my whole life i mean i i started kind of doing a evaluation like how long have i been doing this and i started teaching swim lessons when i was in high school Oh, right out of high school, actually. Okay, 1983. So, yeah, we had cars and we had, you know, we had had stuff, not buggies. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it wasn't like the early 1900s, it was 1983. Let's go back to the 80s. My hair was big Mm, Mm -hmm. on purpose. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, My bathing suits were high above my waist, like it was a high cut bathing suit, the leg, and neon, lots of neon lots of uh deaf leopard happening yep i got out of high school and i was looking for a job and i swam i swam um in high high school school. you were on the swim team i was on the swim team okay yep i decided to go out for the swim team because i loved swimming Mm -hmm. i grew up swimming and i thought why not so anyway i found i found a job at the Australian Swim School in our area. And that's mm-hmm. a swim school that's been around since it's still around. It's still around. And still um, And I got a job. And the reason I took the job was, number one, I love swimming. And I thought, well, I could do this. I love kids. Yeah. And it paid like, and I want to say $10 an hour back then. Because it was a lot. Isn't it? In the 80s? Yes. It was a lot. Like it was a, you because you had to be a trained person right. to do it. And it took a certain individual because the way I learned to teach swim lessons there and what they had me doing mainly was baby safing kids in the pool. So you were working with the little guys or it just babies was with the bait, like six monthers, <gasps> like four months, six months old. I think it was started at six months old. Okay. And I didn't know any different. Like, they showed me the technique on how to basically teach your child to flip on their back Mm -hmm. and then float. Like, the hands would go behind their head, and the baby would be able to float. By the time you were done with your lessons, the way you knew that the baby could graduate was you would throw them in fully clothed. Shoes? Well, babies at that age are not really wearing wearing shoes, but they could be... You know, it just, it wouldn't even have to be closed. It just startled them. Mm -hmm. That was the graduation. You throw them in. They move themselves immediately to their backs and they're floating.
1: So that's how you knew they were ready to move on to maybe the next class or they could. They were pool safe. They were pool safe. And I
0: I say that in air quotes because right now there's never, ever, ever, ever a scenario where a child is pool safe. Mm. Never. I don't care if they're on their back and they can sit there for a half an hour and you believe that. Just believe that there's never a place and a time when a child is fully pool safe. That's that's kind of scary. It's really the same for individually. No, in, it's true. Individuals, you should never really swim alone. And I'm I'm saying that because you just don't know. You could have a heart attack. You yeah. could bump your head. You don't know. You could slip on a blob of conditioner and fall in the pool and die <laughs> so <there you> go. <laughs> worst case scenario yeah. bringing it back to that
1: let me ask you the real quick when you applied for that job at the australian swim school
0: i probably won't remember but you can try go did ahead. you um t- did you have to take some sort of swim test yeah so in order to to teach there you had to be cpr certified like mm-hmm. you had all of these things and I went through all of that to do that. So first aid, CPR, mm-hmm. CPR life saving. I think of thing. I also went through the. Um, I went through the Red Cross. Oh right, American Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, like the pool instructor, they, have a pool, they safe- have a pool instructor. It's called something. There's an acronym for it, but oh. I went through that, okay. um, so that I would be fully. You basically learn how to teach swim lessons the way the Red Cross wants you to teach. Okay, and that's a good. That's, it that's is. Kind it's of WSR. I think it's called Water Safety Instruction. WSI is instructor. I think it's WSI teaching, I think is what it is. I don't know if they still have that or not, but it basically teaches you how to teach. But they taught starting at three years old. At back then, they, the Red Cross did. Yeah, they recommend oh. children not start until they were three years old, right. and the reason being is because, and it was very controversial what I was doing. As I didn't realize it was controversial, except for that when I would tell people I was doing that, there were a lot of people, moms specifically, that would say, "Oh, I would never do that to my child. That's dangerous." And the idea was because when you teach a child to pool safe the way I was, you have to they. A six month old, a year old baby, two year old even hardly, Mm -hmm. can't learn how to hold their breath. Think about that. I've never even thought about that. Right. So if you ever are holding a baby, blow into their face. And what should be happening? Well, when you blow into their face, they immediately take a big breath in. Oh (gasps) yes. Uh, Oh okay and that's what happens so when you're holding a baby you would hold the baby and you would bring the baby towards you in the water with their face in the water I'm simplifying this it took weeks to mm-hmm. get to this place but mm-hmm. you would go one two three breathe and you bring the baby towards you and the baby swallows water
1: uh, like every time until they learn until not they to. learn not to right and
0: in in the controversy back then and I'm sure it's still that way and I don't even know if they're doing this any longer but at the time was that there could possibly be chlorine poisoning uh, okay I didn't know anybody who ever was poisoned never by even heard that. chlorine I don't know any again maybe one in a million people yeah. that happens to mm. again it could have been They could have just ingested a little bit by swimming, and it would have happened anyway if they were that sensitive to it. But I'm sure there's statistics, and you can write in and let us know if you know those statistics. (laughs) Please don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not a proponent of it, for or against that. Uh, When I taught swim lessons later on, I did not teach that technique. I did not go to the babies. But at the time when I learned, I did that, and it gave me a sense of it was something important. My sister we built a pool when my little sister was like two years old Mm -hmm. maybe younger and my parents immediately got my sister into swim lessons because we didn't have a fence around our pool right so she was taking swim lessons early so I was always around water. I had a pool growing up. I had a little sister who's Mm -hmm. 10 years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Aunt Jill. Aunt Jill. Aunt Jill doesn't listen, so she won't hear this. But (laughs) We love you anyway. (laughs) We love you anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I I was always a proponent of that. And I, I taught for the whole summer doing that. I also taught some... Semi-private lessons with those kids. And what I did was I took that, my knowledge, and I went and taught in my mom's pool at home. Oh, okay. At the same time I was working there, I was working at a private school. Mm -hmm. And I would also babysit on the side or nanny. Like, they'd have me stay for a weekend with kids. I mean, I was just, like, kid going hard on the kids. I was getting it done. I was getting it done and yeah. I was making good money. And there was a need. You yeah. know, as a parent, you have three kids and you want to go away for the weekend. Who do you call? Right. Some 18 or 19 year old who is at least responsible enough. Yeah. She's a swim instructor. Right. And she teaches at your, she's a extended day supervisor at the school. You're going to ask her and I, I would be able to make money on the side. And I would also teach swim lessons for my mom's house and I would get cash and and I, love know, it. and I would make good money. So that's mm-hmm. how I kind of paid for my education, basically. That's cool. And then I went to school in, in San Diego, and I taught at the YMCA there. Oh, you did. And so I extended it out. And this is all going to make sense to why I'm talking about this. But eventually, by the time I married, had children, we moved into our first house at had a Pool. I was teaching swim lessons from my backyard at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had taught in backyard swim through college, I put myself through college teaching YMCA Backyard Swim, which is a great program. I believe they still have that. If anyone's looking for swim lessons, it's a good program. You open up your own pool, you heat it, and you let the instructor come to your house. And sometimes you bring more kids in mm-hmm. and make that happen. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things that just seemed natural for me to always do. And I supplemented my income while my my kids were little with that. Now, I did not teach my own kids swim lessons. You had to have someone else do that? I did. I didn't have to, but, but I, I they, thought I was going to teach my own kids swim lessons. Did you try? I did. Okay. How'd that go? Not so great. <laughs> Just like everything else when it comes to being a parent, yeah. it's piano lessons. You might be a great piano teacher. It takes a, it takes a special child mm-hmm. to be able to listen to their parents.
1: Teach them an additional something. Because right. they're hearing your voice all day anyway.
0: Right. And yeah. the relationship you have with your kids, to me, is more important to keep. Yeah. on that level than it is to be yelling at your kids because yeah. they didn't practice their swim lessons or they didn't listen to you in the water or they didn't want to listen to you with the notes you want them to play or whatever yeah, it is right. so my my humble opinion is get a neck get a teacher mm-hmm. don't be the teacher go outside go outside if you need to mm-hmm. so I taught some lessons and I taught I just ended 20 like two years ago and I taught over 30 years
1: there was I mean I've dropped into Denise's house Mm -hmm. over the summer because you only you did it for just a short period it wasn't all summer long
0: no I originally started when my kids were little I would do Monday Wednesdays and Fridays and I also had a lot of homeschoolers that I would do throughout the whole summer Mm. because I would become their PE that's PE sure yeah you know they come over to Miss Denise's house and we would do swim lessons. Mm -hmm. That was what I did. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I mean, I, again, I met so many interesting people. Somebody asked me once, how many people do you think, how many kids do you think you've taught swimming? I think it's close to a thousand at least.
1: I have been out in public with Denise and (laughs) adult, I mean, full fledged, not 20 year olds, adult men have walked (laughs) up to her and said, Miss Denise, you taught me swimming. And she always remembers their name. I don't know how you do it. Or you have some connection. Oh, are you Sarah's son? How is she? You know, whatever. It's like walking around with the mayor sometimes. (laughs) Because
0: she will run into people that she taught swim lessons to when they were three. I've been invited to high school graduations and college graduations yes from kids that i taught swim lessons to which is a compliment and also kind of a ugh, uh, man you don't have to go I'm just send them an envelope old? i always go <laughs> because it was so awesome it was so awesome i well, kind of am i introduced my they'll be like this was my swim teacher and i'm like i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> I saved his him from drowning It's true I mean he wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for me it's because all true. he could have drowned in the pool but I didn't allow that I taught him how to swim that's right that's right she the, also the
1: the Christmas card situation over at the Cooper house um, <laughs> is, is a testament to the amount of people that you've taught swimming because it's a stack of Christmas cards and you know you go over to someone's house and they've got their Christmas cards hanging or doing whatever and of course you look through them and I'm like, Who's this? I don't know who this family is. Who's this person? Who's that person? Oh, I taught him swim lessons. Oh, I taught her and her sisters. They're twins. I taught them swim lessons. You know, and these are grown people with families of their own sending you Christmas cards. It's really lovely. It, it is. is. I
0: mean, I felt really blessed to have had that experience with kids. It is an intimate experience that is on a level of, it's hard to describe because it's a primal experience with children. Yep, it is. And so when you go into swim lessons well we can talk about that that will
1: and that's that's what we're gonna talk about today Um, I think we're gonna call this lessons I learned in my bathing suit or
0: something lessons I learned in my tankini (laughs) all you needed to know about life happened in the pool okay Something like that. Yeah. I have a few stories of things
1: that happened in my bathing suit when <laughs> I was wearing it. That didn't come out right at all.
0: Well, I want to hear all about it. It's probably a better podcast than the one we're going to talk about. Let's talk about what happened to Anne in her bathing when suit. When she
1: was wearing her bathing suit. Did it involve it. A... No, it involved uh, freshly baked cookies and a maintenance man at uh, the what? apartment complex that I lived in in Utah do tell <laughs> <laughs> you want me to end or you want me to begin the podcast maybe with it's a story? whole
0: podcast it's
1: not a whole podcast there was a uh, I moved into an apartment complex Liberty Square
0: what's up I know that still there mm-hmm.
1: they had added on in that they built some new buildings they acquired property next door to the old Liberty Square and they built new buildings and I was fortunate enough to move into one of those new buildings and I moved in early in this before the fall semester so It was still smoking hot outside in Utah it's oh, it gets really really warm so anyway it's sometime in August and they are just putting in the landscaping and so there's a landscape crew and there was one guy on the crew in particular that I had my eye on Ooh. so I got my trusty roommate and I and oh
0: this I can <sighs> see where this is going Can you see where
1: it's going and we went and laid out in our bathing suits because we needed to catch some rays, and we needed to catch those rays where they were planting flowers. It was flower adjacent.
0: Wow. You are aggressive.
1: Uh, it gets worse. So <laughs> we did that for a few days, and I wasn't getting the attention I thought I so deeply deserved. Do
0: you remember the story you told already about the... There's another story like this? No, but yes, it is. It's about a boy and a skirt and a... Oh, well,
1: that was... I wasn't... I wasn't putting I wasn't tucking my skirt into my underwear in hopes of attracting someone that was just an accident
0: I'm just saying is this going in that direction no oh good I was going to feel weird. sorry for
1: you no it's just weird you think of the things that you did when you were how old was I I
0: don't try to think about those because it's so embarrassing
1: when, when you say th- things that I've experienced lessons from the bathing suit or whatever <laughs> this is a
0: lesson it's like okay. okay I was going for something different but let's keep
1: going you're in. going a little more high end I'm going basic <laughs> right so she <laughs> you go up I'll take the low road Um, so we're out there a few days and like I said, I'm not getting the reaction that I, I had assumed that this bathing suit would garner.
0: I don't understand why.
1: I don't either. Because at 20, you are looking good. Mm -hmm. You're looking the best you've ever looked.
0: You don't realize it, but it is. You don't
1: know it, but ladies, you, you're, you're killing it right now. Anyway, since that wasn't working, the next day I Mm -hmm. made cookies.
0: Oh, and a bathing suit. Cookies and a bathing suit. What could that's you're bringing it popped
1: on that bathing suit oh, put a little yeah. tanning oil because there was no SPF no you use baby oil or Crisco it was straight baby oil sure and I was glistening in the Sun with my cookies and I just walked right over there and gave them the cookies looking very deeply into the eyes of one of these maintenance men so I'm just so glad the maintenance know. man
0: didn't kill you because you you hear these stories right like all of a sudden, she took cookies out, and that's the last we ever saw No her.
1: one ever saw her again. We don't it's, know what happened. It's a dateline.
0: It's a dateline for sure. It is
1: for sure. That was not my experience, though. Good. They accepted the cookies. He got the hint of my meaningful eye contact, and uh, we started dating.
0: Really? You dated the maintenance man? Yes. You're one of the people.
1: <laughs> it' so bad.
0: It... <laughs> so... Anyway, it was you know just one of those. So you got the date, and the cookies get, must have been delicious. Because <laughs> I'm apparently the bathing suit didn't do it. It was your baking it was the skills. cookies,
1: which I don't know what that says about any of us. But anyway, that that's just that's just, that's the the tale that I will tell from wearing my bathing suit. Let's move on to something a little more up. Okay, we
0: will. But I'm just going to say this: I've never ever baked anything for a boy ever because you I don't, don't need to.
1: Well. Anyone who's seen Denise (laughs) understands that she doesn't need to bake anything. (laughs) You show up. You bring that. Let's move on. It's all good.
0: Let's move on. We'll go to the bathing suit situation when we're teaching swim lessons. Okay, that sounds great. That's really what I was talking about, lessons I've learned oh. through swim lessons. So one of the things that I did when I finally got a house where we stayed, and it was the house I now live in, and it's got a pool, and I I figured out that learning, and I think this goes for everything, that learning consecutively for children is the best case scenario, meaning Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or once a week on Monday, will take you forever to teach your kid how to swim. That's correct. Specifically, I mean, I think in, any, in anything, that's why you practice at home, right? Mm-hmm. So I figured out, and it really was because I needed to condense it so that I could have my children at home and run a business, because I was still working at Cooper Engineering, mm-hmm. and I was teaching swim lessons. So I made it so it was like a boot camp type of thing. I love it. Monday, Wednesday, fr- Monday through Friday, two weeks in a row. And I would do two sessions of that. So I do 10, 10 days of swim lessons, Monday Wednesday, Monday through Friday, sorry, mm-hmm. and then Monday through Friday for two weeks. The kids came every day at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you signed up at a 10 o'clock class, Johnny came at 10 o'clock every day for 10 days straight. And then on the weekends, I challenged them. And even after wor- after they came to swim lessons, I would ask them, if you have a pool nearby or in your backyard. You have to take them to practice at least two or three days. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if the kids came and, and one of the things that my pet peeve and it's still my pet peeve, but it is really what they have to do is swim lessons uh, in classes take so long and they do that. They drag it out and they're super slow. I've had to take my grandkids to the local swim lesson place mm-hmm. because I you know want them to learn. And again, I can work with them in the pool, but I don't want my relationship to be tainted by me yelling at my grandkids no to listen like no Henry we're not playing right now you are going to swim <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so you go there and I, I will tell them like my grandkids can do this this and this they know how to use reach and pulls they know how to pop up for a breath they don't need to start in mommy and me right They're like, nope, got to start in mommy and me, Uh, right? Yeah. So they do that because that's how they make their money. If you learned how to swim quickly in their program, they wouldn't be able to keep their doors open. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a racket. A little bit. And so I, you know, a lot of parents had to really, that's commitment. You commit to it. And I had parents for years ask me when swim lessons would be. I would let them know. And every year was kind of, Dicey for me because I wasn't sure is Hod gonna support this. Does he really want me to do it? It's a lot because, you, like you saw, I taught from nine a.m. Mm-hmm. to like four or five at night. Mm-hmm. I'd end my class around six o'clock. Like mm-hmm. the last class would end at like six, and I'm in the pool for like eight or nine hours. Yeah, and it's a it's a lot. The pool has to be cleaned every single day by a pool man. We have to have chemicals checked. I made sure that happened. so ear infections weren't issue or any other kind of thing going on in the pool because when you bring in I had about 60 kids teaching mm-hmm. teaching at that time every session mm-hmm. so I would teach semi-private lessons for five four kids to a class and um we would just get it done
1: that's not even taking in consideration and I've witnessed this myself the kids who uh barf <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot of barfing going there's on. St- there's even been some pooping in the pool which makes just so you know you can't poop in a pool. When you poop in a pool the whole pool has to be shut down you, for like 2 days. No, you can't two just 3 days.
1: Clean it and go back. No.
0: It's so anyway. No, there's a
1: lot happening. So there's a lot happening yeah. and
0: I kept my pool at like 88 degrees. It's warm. And so warm. it was yeah. expensive to heat the pool. The whole house was disrupted. I had to have a place for my kids, but I did it because I loved it. I felt like it was a community service. It was. And it made money. And the extra money was, you know, for my kids. When my kids got old enough to do summer activities, mm-hmm. they did all the camps with all the money I made from that. Mm-hmm. There was years where I was like, I'm going to work for jewelry. Like I would go out right. and buy like a, a pretty pendant or something because yeah. it was extra money. Um later on i just saved all that money you know i just put it away and it's still sitting there and you know it was just this kind of nest egg that i just in case there was a rainy day mm-hmm. i'd have this so mm-hmm. it was a win-win for everybody i felt like and i got the program down to a kind of a science and i i utilized what i realized work and what didn't work mm-hmm. and i wanted to talk a little bit about some of the observations that i've made so as you're looking to get your kids in swim lessons maybe you need to be doing swim lessons just by the way I taught several parents and nannies to Mm. swim because they didn't know how to swim and they had or they knew how to swim but they still have this fear of the water as a 40 year old adult and there's nothing worse than that.
1: No it's very bad. There's nothing.
0: Think about this. You have a pool and you have a child and you don't know how to swim or you are not comfortable swimming Mm -hmm. and you are worried. And then what?
1: I mean, that's, there's the, no, th- no, that's a the nightmare. Then what
0: is, the scenario is, it's next level. You have to know how to swim. You have to have that in your mind. I don't care if you have a, a gate. I don't care if you have a net. Mm-hmm. You learn how to swim. Yeah. We l- moved into our house um, that we had, and the house is very unique. It had, um, the owners of it had put a in-ground jacuzzi in their master bedroom wait what yeah in our master bedroom where my bathroom is now it was part of like they took the outside area they put sliders in this outside area and they put a jacuzzi down in the pool so it was just accessible from
1: the master bedroom that was the main access point
0: yes okay Okay. so and those people who lived there before were just older people so it was for them and they didn't worry about it well before I moved in I was paranoid with my kids yeah and, you know, I taught some lessons and I knew and Jacqueline was only like 12 months old, oh. 13 months old, something Nightmare. like that. I get it. And so I was so worried about that. And I had called a company out and I made a big deal about it. And everyone's like, well, we can wait till we move in. And I was like, no, we are putting this net. And it was one of those baby nets that gets strung mm-hmm. over the pool. Mm-hmm. We put that over the that little jacuzzi. Fast forward to moving in. We had that put in. Like before we moved in. So they allowed us to do it, I think before escrow even closed. Okay. We did it. Fast forward, our friends are over. The Browns are helping us move in. They can't find their kid. No. Guess where he is? Jumping on that net? He's on the net, crawling. He had crawled on the net. He had gone on the net <clears throat> and got stuck on the net. Of course. He's because that's what they happens it's it's not easy your legs can go in the netting and you get caught it's pulled taunt, so Mm -hmm. you can't get into the water right but he's on the net and we're looking for him we find him on the net it saved his freaking life
1: it's like a magnet the any body of water like that the kid is running straight for it
0: you can't even see the water you just it's behind doors but somehow those (laughs) doors got opened yeah we don't know how I didn't. Somebody did, and they left them open. And then that child found that space. Oh my this is how fast it happens. Yeah. Yep, it is so crazy. It's a nightmare. So th- there's a couple things that I I know that I learned in my bathing suit mm-hmm. from the pool, like lessons learned. And and one of them is fear. Do you remember the first time you ever took a swim lesson?
1: I do. I took a swim lesson at uh, Troy High School a in community pool. Fullerton. It mm-hmm. was their high school
0: pool, mm-hmm. and so
1: there were a number of swim lessons going on there. Um,
0: you were in a big class in a big in a big pool. Yes, it was
1: kind of Olympic size. It right? was it was big cause they it's had a big, big swim team. Um, I remember doing that several years in a row when I was really young, and I don't have a lot of memories from that time anyway. So that really stuck out to me. I don't know why, but one of the we went to the, I believe it was called the Brea Plunge at that time in the city of Brea. It was a community pool, and it was for like our final test. And they had a high dive. Oh. They, they had a regular, a medium, and a high dive. And I decided I wanted to go up on that high dive. And I got up there to the top, walked to the end, looked down, and I was probably only seven or eight. I was just a little kid. I looked down and I was like, I just noped out of there. I turned around and went back down, and there were kids like on the st- on the ladder going up who I had to get around. That's how scared I was. Sure. So fear, as just I don't know what the yes. what more you're saying about the fear part of it, but because I have so very little memories from that time, that's the one thing that sticks out. It's It was fear-based. Like, I right. wasn't jumping off that thing.
0: No, I, I, ta- I learned also at a community pool in Santa Ana, I literally remember being there. I was probably five years old, mm-hmm. five or six.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember going there, and you have to trust the person you're... I mean, you're with some teenager in a huge pool yes. with 12 kids because yes. the lessons are big. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of noise, and there's a high dive. Yeah. And the idea is that you learn how to swim well enough so that you can choose to go off the high dive. Right. And I remember doing that. Did you jump off? I did. <gasps> and I just remember, I, I still have anxiety thinking about my experience in the pool, but I did it because I was a I was a person who was a pleaser, right? I was a kid oh, who was yeah. a pleaser. Mm-hmm. I did what my parents wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to cry about it. I knew that wouldn't probably get me anywhere with my dad. Right, right. But I also wanted to learn how to swim. I was old enough now and I hadn't had any experiences, but my experience as a swim teacher And as being around so many kids is I used to think when I was first teaching, when I first got my experience out of high school, that fear was just a learned behavior, meaning you will learn something negative will happen to you as a child and that will make you fear based. For example, not the babies, Mm -hmm. the babies, but when you have children that are two or three years old, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they come to you and they've had an experience in the pool with their family mom oh. you know they they were playing and they swallowed a bunch of water mm. and now they're afraid uh-huh now you know auntie so-and-so wasn't watching them and they had to reach in and get and them. Grab them and so
1: they, they're coming to you after something like that has happened because something now traumatic has happened I can't teach them to swim as mom I have to go outside or, or, or I've whatever. taken
0: them to that community pool with the teenager who oh, the literally teenager. Sh- my kid won't get in the pool and they scream the entire time oh. So I had a lot of special children, not special because they were, they were all special, but right. they had special a- anxieties that they were bringing to us mm-hmm. at the time. And Miss Denise only had four kids in the class. The idea was I made this pool as conducive as possible to learning. Right. And I, what I've learned was that fear is not only learned, mm-hmm. but it is actually something they were, they could be born with. Really? absolutely oh okay i mean i had kids who but let me let me preface this i believe that the nurture part of that fear is really where you can curb it Mm -hmm. for example lots of kids don't like water poured over their face no or when they go in i'm saying that as a joke but you know you put a baby in for the first time in their little sink yes with their little holder where they're just literally laying there Mm -hmm. take the water and let it go over their face please yes. yeah that's... don't take the wash rag and make it so that their face isn't getting wet okay, okay then you move them to the tub where they can sit up in that little holder and they're sitting up in there pour the water over their face yeah okay? okay again they might not like it they might shake their head pour take them in the shower and let the water pour over their face over right. and over and over again do not manipulate the situation so that they're not getting water in their face and their eyes and their nose and their mouth Mm -hmm. that whole deal is a problem (laughs) okay because a lot a lot of kids came to me and they didn't like putting their eyes in that was probably the number one issue putting their eyes in the water yes they wouldn't put their face in the water it's uncomfortable it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it was also, the parents would always say, yeah, they don't like that in the, I, I can't even wash her hair. It's really hard for her. Oh, please. She has to put her head back. So it's going to be, she might not like it. And she has to wear goggles in order to, do, it's a whole situation. People do yourself a favor. Tough love it out at the beginning mm-hmm. because the fear that you're teaching the kids, which is, I'm afraid of getting my eyes wet. Yeah. Now is an obstacle to learning to begin with to put your whole face in which just so everybody knows if your face isn't in the water as soon as your chin goes out of the water your eyes go up your feet sink to the bottom it's automatic Yeah. as soon as your head goes up unless you know how to swim your feet will sink and your body will go under (sighs) head has to be down chin has to be at your chest you have to be looking at the bottom of the pool and your butt raises to the top Mm Mm-hmm. put water over your kids
1: face so let me me ask you this Mm -hmm. When you're teaching, even the little ones, do you allow
0: them to wear goggles or is that a, not a thing? I used to hate it. I do still hate it. I did hate it because they're a pain because water gets in the water. They, they I mean, do. They the get fat the cheeks, the whole situation. You have to have you have to have goggles that fit them. But I got to a place that if that was the Dumbo's feather, if that was the one thing that made them have the confidence they needed. Mm
1: hmm. knock yourself out
0: okay but the problem was i was spending a lot of time making sure those goggles were on right there was they'd stop swimming because there was a water in their goggle and it was a whole thing if you can get in and not use them that's better my pool at the time too i'd have not a lot of chlorine i always had a pool man that came in to make sure that they were it was the ph was good because that's really what causes you to have ear infections and i i pain is the ph balance is off in a pool Mm -hmm. not the chlorine level Mm -hmm. but when anything's off your eyes start stinging yeah and if they're in there long enough it is doesn't matter right if if it's perfect or not you're still gonna it's still gonna bother your eyes and you have that kind of weird feeling Mm -hmm. and it feels weird anyway
1: yeah it does it looks
0: weird Mm -hmm. under the water Mm -hmm. and that's what kids don't like again they're not been prepped the proper way to get ready for this experience which is suck it up eyes are going to go in the water I love Denise's way of teaching. <laughs> I didn't say those it words. It speaks to me. It speaks I didn't to my say heart. those words, but at a certain point, you had to not buy into the fear. Right. Um, I would say that parents, like I said, are the biggest contributor to how they will react to a situation. I mean, most people, most kids came with a little bit of fear of the water, but having parents allow them to have that fear was feeding it. Mm for example, okay. As a parent, you you know how, and, and I think parents are more conscious of this now, especially moms, when it comes to sleep training. Yeah. Or to eating. Mm-hmm. There's a whole system now yeah. on what we how you teach them to eat. You know, lead feeding and all of these things where they're doing it on their own, and their parents are like. You wanna cry? I don't care, you just need to be in your bed at eight o'clock mm-hmm. at night. That's mm-hmm. the time we're going to bed and that's how we're doing it. Right. Same goes with swim lessons. And you would be so surprised how many people would call me and I'd always get the, I've taken her to this school lesson, this lesson, this lesson, and it's not worked and now we're, we're desperate. We're coming to you, can you help us? Sure, tell me a little bit about her. Okay, this is what happened, okay. I would have to tell them on the phone, okay, you're going to have to be all in here you have to be committed to this because it's going to get ugly it's gonna probably not go well okay and you have to be prepared to say I'm all in you will learn to swim no matter what and you would be so surprised to know how many parents are not committed to that program
1: really do they then just not show they're just like well this is just not for me yeah. Or they kind of halfway don't believe you, they try it, and then they take the kid out.
0: All all of the above. Oh, is that true? All of the above. I mean, and I didn't give refunds because you took a place oh. because I usually had a waiting list. Right. I yeah. could only take a certain amount of people. Mm-hmm. You were committed for that whole 10 lessons. Now, if a kid got sick or there was a extenuating circumstance, I could usually fill that spot and I would try to work my best. But the reality was you have to be committed to this. It's not optional to learn how to read. My chance hated reading. Right. He was, like, refusing. He would, like, do a sit-in on this. Just not going to learn. <laughs> not going to happen. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, reading isn't my thing. Mm, no. Okay, yeah, get it. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I don't get it. You're going to learn how to read. Sit right. down and read. Right. Uh, you don't know how to swim. In Southern California specifically. No, please. You have to learn how to swim. Everybody has a pool. hmm This is not optional. Do you tell the parents Do you need them to stay, or do you tell them that you need them to leave? I want them to stay okay. until they become a hindrance. Oh. And believe me. I've had parents in the middle of swim lessons coming up and here, here, let me help you. Like, do you want me to come in? I told them I could, I have my bathing suit on. I'll come in. No. As soon as you get in with that child, you're never getting out. So stay out. And I mean, I have, I was tough love. I'd be like, okay, Johnny, now this is the third swim lessons. You've been screaming the entire time and you're bothering everybody else. Mm -hmm. You sit here. You're not allowed to leave the pool. You can't get out. They have to hang on to the side or sit on a step or something? You have to sit on the step or sit on the side. Okay. As soon as they go towards their mom, mom goes in the house. And that happened every single time I taught. Oh, my goodness. Not every lesson, hmm. but I would say at least a quarter of my lessons consisted of someone screaming and thinking mom was going to save them.
1: And mom does not.
0: And mom wants to. Of course she does. That's your natural thing. And, you know, I used to have to tell people, I was a swim school instructor. I took my kids to learn how to swim. At Australian swim school.
1: Oh, that's where they I went back. Okay. It was a
0: full circle moment here. <laughs> Mitchell, who is he was riding his bike with no training wheels before he was three. Mm-hmm. He was walking at ten months, nine and a half months. Ugh. He was a daredevil. Yeah. He was so coordinated. And I could take him swimming in the pool and he would swim ish mm-hmm. with me when I finally took him in. My kids had tubes in their ears, so we waited till they were about two and a half years old to go swimming. two mm-hmm. to two and a half I would take him before that. He went to australian swim school he screamed bloody murder bloody murder i mean and you're in an indoor pool and it's echoing mm-hmm. and you are so embarrassed mm-hmm. you are so frustrated and you feel bad for your kid no matter how much you want them to do this yeah you do feel bad for them because something's not right right i remember thinking should i just pull them out yeah. i mean i'm like having to rethink everything that i know because my son is screaming yeah But I knew it was a manipulation. Right. Still, it's hard. And he (laughs) is still still hard. (laughs) And I knew he had to learn. It was not optional. So parents had to be able to stick with it and make them learn. Mm -hmm. And I would say that for anything. Anything that's important to you, you, you've got to buy in to the whole program. Yeah. You just have to. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, showing up in the right frame of mind is something else that I learned was super important. How do you get a
1: three-year-old to have the right frame of mind? They don't even know... They don't even know
0: environment. Okay. Okay. You wake up. You have swim lessons, and this could be anything. School. You're getting ready for school. What does your routine look like before you send your kid to school? Is it a, is it a home that's full of organization and some kind of routine
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they know what to expect? They feel comfortable in that. Or is it a firestorm every single morning because you didn't wake them up in time and they didn't have time to eat breakfast and you weren't making lunches and now you're shoving something in a bag and yelling for them to get ready because the bus is going to come. It's yes. all about... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's all of the above, really. It really is. Mm-hmm. But you learn... I can tell you right now, when you bring kids to a, a high anxiety situation, especially like swim lesson, because even the kids who want to swim and aren't afraid. They don't know me. They don't. That's true. They've never been to the pool. Mm -hmm. They don't know the person you're gonna take them to. They don't know what to expect. I always ask parents if they had the opportunity to come meet me before. Yeah. Even kids who had swam with me prior, Mm -hmm. they would come the weekend before and I would set up times for on a Saturday where I'm home for the next three hours. Anyone who wants to come over and see the pool, Mm -hmm. get the program down, understand what the expectations are come and see this. Mm -hmm. And I would say that about anything. You're going to send them to a public pool at a high school. Take them there.
1: Yeah. Show them the pool.
0: Show them the pool. Show them kids being taught. Get a routine down that is conducive to learning. Right. That makes them excited. If you're if it's first thing in the morning, it's a nine o'clock lesson. Wake them up extra early so that they can and get them to bed early the night before. Please. I mean, that's Probably by the time 10 lessons rolled around, and summer's hard because you have family out of town, you're going to Disneyland, they left They left swim lessons to go to the beach, right? <laughs> yeah. And now they come home, and they're exhausted, and they didn't get enough sleep, and now you're throwing them into a situation where they're not happy. It's never perfect, but do your best to make an environment to, conducive to learning. And mm-hmm. I would say that about anything, and I yeah. learned that about myself. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, I learned that, that there's certain things in order for me to be, for me to be excited about going to work, I have to have a routine mm-hmm. that puts me in that frame of mind. Right. And routines are good. Mm-hmm. And kids appreciate that.
1: Even though sometimes you're, it's an uphill battle to get them to do whatever you need them to do the night before, they do, they do respond well to it.
0: And yeah. And everyone responds well to it. That's true. The other thing everybody responds well to is bribery. How? No. Is there money involved? Is there candy? If that's what gets your kids going, usually a special treat is good enough. Yeah. I mean, I would tell kids, parents who had kids that were really struggling and even kids who didn't. I mean, it's still a commitment to come 10 days in a row and do your very best Yeah. on the days you don't feel like being there. yeah, Set up a star chart. Mm. Something, you mm-hmm. know, you don't need a treat every single time it comes to swim lessons unless it's pretty severe. I always had little treats that they would get afterwards. And sometimes I would say, see that licorice over there? Do you want the licorice? <laughs> Listen, Bobby, that licorice is yours. Oh, Bobby. But you got to do the work. Yeah. And if you cry, we can't, you can't you have can't a special have the licorice. treat. Oh. And sometimes that licorice was not enough and usually wasn't. If you were in that frame of mind, it, you usually wasn't. So it yeah. had to be something bigger. Mm-hmm. Circle K, go get a Slurpee. Right. You're going to 7 Eleven, get a special treat. Right. Go to the dollar store and have a bin so that every day your kid comes home from swim lessons and they did the work. You, you gave them a special treat mm-hmm. this could be anything you're trying to get your kids to do their chores yeah you're trying to get your husband <laughs> to, <laughs> right there's a treat involved <laughs> like you're trying to get something done around the house listen if you got to bribe him, you got to bribe him. I agree I'm just saying yeah. it might not be from the dollar store uh, no way it's gonna be something a little bit it's more, a little bit more than that. involved mm-hmm. but yes okay so so bribery is good um, a little competition never hurt Oh, so Bobby, look at what Sarah's doing. A lot of parents question about semi-private lessons. They wanted private lessons for their children. Okay. And number one, I didn't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't think that it was, unless there was a physical need to do it. I had some autistic children that took swim lessons Mm -hmm. from me. Yeah. I had kids who couldn't sit still. Yeah. Not just because they had ADHD or because there was something else, but because they really had a special need yeah. that needed my attention. Right, I would teach a 15 to 20 minute private lesson, but mm-hmm. always with the intent that they could go back to the mainstream classes because having those people in there to show them what was being done mm-hmm. was the best way to teach. It ups the ante. They look at that and they go, this
1: person's my same size, whatever. I can, they can do that. So right. I can do that. I
0: do that all the time in life. Right. Oh, it's constant. If Anne can do it, I can do it. For real. I mean, really, like you look at people and you realize, I can run that marathon because my friend Jennifer ran that marathon and she's not even a runner. Right, if she can do it, I can do it. Exactly, And so I think that competition mm-hmm. and setting goals for your kids to say, listen, this is a swim lesson, but it's also an opportunity for you to grow mm-hmm. and to learn. Because maybe you want to be on the swim team when you're in high school.
1: Or Water maybe, polo. W- exactly. Whatever. Or Lifeguard. I had a friend growing up, Kim mm-hmm. Reese. Hey, oh. Kim. Um, she she was a swimmer too. I think she may have taught some swim lessons at her house, but she had the greatest summer jobs. She was a lifeguard. She was lifeguard at the public pools around Reading, and I was jealous because her tan. She just sat out there tanned, maybe saved a few kids, but you know, for the most part, you're just kind of keeping an eye out. The cutest guys would come, <laughs> you know, I mean it was like this is the best job ever. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a good swimmer. But I mean, that was one of those things. It's like if I had any idea that that was an option, I would have become a better swimmer. I would have actually put some thought into it at sure, some point. Sure,
0: sure. So you know, I had situations where parents would complain because there was a child in the class screaming. That was every class when I came over. Right. There was a lot of them, and mm-hmm. and I didn't blame them because there was a lot of attention with the screamer for yeah, a while, right? right? Yeah. But part of that was. And there was parents who would be like, my kid's screaming, I don't want to leave them in because now they're embarrassed. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it kind of, rem- when I was thinking about all of this, it reminded me of a of a saying that John Cunningham, who mm-hmm. we've had on the, the podcast, talks about. And it is, this is his saying, suffering e- equals resilience and adaptability.
1: Let me think, hold, I'm not ready for here you to goes, move on.
0: Here it goes, here it goes. The smoke is is building. Say it again. Suffering. Mm-hmm equals resilience and adaptability okay we have to let our kids suffer you do we've it's talked hard. about this before and we all talk about it again because our society is not a suffering society Mm-mm. we in america we don't know what it means to suffer fix it for we, th- we think we're, we're making up things that are going to make us suffer that's why <laughs> we're in the predicament we're that's in right true. now we won't yeah. get political but we're yeah. in these predi- predicaments because people are making up stuff that's yeah. not really real right that's hurting them and it's not even suffering it's not suffering Mm -hmm. they're acting like it's suffering Mm -hmm. but this we're talking about real suffering and when your kid's screaming at the side of the pool or when you have to watch your child do something super hard and you want them not to have to do it Mm -hmm. because it's so hard right and they might fail yeah they probably will the first time try it again they will might they might the 10th time right suffering equals resilience and adaptability let them fail and let yourself feel it you have to feel it, too. Mm-hmm. You have to suffer with them. Yep. That makes the growth. That's what happens. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, also, everybody needs lessons. I talked a little bit about parents needing to know how to swim. For a while, I had a lot of nannies bringing kids to swim lessons. Mm-hmm. Parents were working. Yeah, They still wanted swim lessons. Right. I didn't do nighttime lessons because mm-hmm. I wanted to have family time. Right. So I did it during the day. And their nannies would bring them or grandparents would bring them. I can't tell you how many free lessons I gave to nannies. And I did a whole program where I said anybody who wants to teach their their nanny or their babysitter or their grandparent to swim, I will uh, it's free. Just bring them to me. Nice. I didn't have a lot of them. Oh, you didn't? No, I think over the years maybe 20, oh, 30. Okay. Over the years. Right. Because a lot of it was if you had a Hispanic nanny mm-hmm. or somebody from another culture swimming for women especially was not something they did
1: no and that just brought back a memory that i didn't realize i had my grandmother um did not know how to swim no
0: mine didn't either i mean
1: imagine i don't know that they just didn't there Mm. was no access to a pool in their age and they were immigrants and it just didn't happen um but she lived in a mobile home park a really nice one in southern california in orange county and i would go over there and i'd i'd get in the pool i was not really a great swimmer and she'd sit at the side of the pool and I, I'm thinking about that now I'm like what would she have done I don't she, she would have drowned
0: she would have And and I and I don't want to don't want to go negative on this but one of the reasons this happened was my next-door neighbors told me a story mm-hmm. and their kids were older when we they moved in next door and we became close to the card family and Katie Card played water polo at Cal Berkeley. Like, she's, Whoa. like, yeah, next level. Like, yeah. this whole situation. But they had a pool as well next door. But they told us of a friend of theirs whose child had drowned along with the nanny who was trying to save him. No. Yeah. Oh. That was no. a catalyst for me thinking, oh, my goodness. That can happen. But that something... only can. It does. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to really, really, really be careful. Um, the other thing I... I learned swimming can build confidence no matter what age. Mm-hmm. I taught swim lessons to an adult. I've taught it to several, but one who really wanted to learn how to swim because she wanted, she knew, she thought she probably could save her child, yeah. her children. She had two. Right. Um, and she probably could have, but she wasn't sure. Oof. So I taught her along and she was she literally came because i didn't have extra time so i would get her in the water and i would have her do some of the same things with the kids nice when her kids were teaching number one it showed her kids that she wasn't too proud to do something and she also told her kids i don't know how to do this well and miss denise is going to help me that's I, so awesome. Isn't that awesome? I mean... And, and I think that lesson there is we're never too old to, new, to learn new things, and we should never be so proud that we don't try.
1: Admit you don't know how to do something and figure out how
0: to do it. It's okay. It's amazing. I also had... Often I had parents who would tell me that their kids, they couldn't believe the transformation after the kids learned how to swim. I had one child that was... He was hard. Mm very very hard he was in our he was in church he was a church person Mm -hmm. and he I he was my biggest challenge at the time Mm. and I remember the parents I think probably thought I was not going to make it happen
1: oh really they're like she's not gonna it made it
0: I made it happen and this kid went from I'm telling you the swimming when you see the kids building confidence in themselves physically because swimming's hard it is if you can if you can swim you're probably you could run
1: you can do anything. You if can you do swim. anything.
0: Swimming, that whole thing is so tiring and so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So swimming, if you can swim it, you can do anything. After he learned how to swim, he was able to, I mean, it changed his personality. I love it. Because he had this confidence. He did something he believed he could not do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just about me teaching them the strokes. It was about them believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the lesson we all need to learn? yeah how do you believe in yourself right so that you can do anything right almost anything well you can you can you I set mean set out to do something do for it. the most part yeah I can I can do it if I try that hard the other thing I've learned and we'll end with this part of the things that I've learned
1: okay never say
0: the c-word in the pool
1: okay there's lots of c-words out there that could be said and I'm, I'm 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 racking my brain right now because you're dealing with children.
0: What c-word are you referring to, Miss Denise? Well, we would sit the kids down, and I would sit them down at the very very beginning, and I would teach them certain things, like you can't leave the the pool. Like as, oh, if you have to pool, stay in the pool. You have to stay in the pool. Okay. When I'm working with somebody else, you can't be doing your own thing. Mm. And meaning, I mean, they could be like holding a toy, they could be blowing their bubbles. That's fine, but they can't be not present. Like, right, and I had to teach him early. Like, watch me with what I'm doing with Johnny, Terry. You mm-hmm. need to watch this, right. right? You need to look over it, be a, be present. The biggest lesson that you need to learn in the pool is you can never say the c word. And listen, parents would look at me like, uh-oh, uh oh. That how what, I'm looking at you. What, yeah. what, 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 what yeah. is the c word? And the c word is can't.
1: So what? Okay. Oh, I use can't constantly. So a we little all do, kid. What you must have given them something to replace it with. I don't know if I can.
0: But I'll try. Aww. literally, I'll say, "Okay, Emily, I need you to swim to to Miss Denise." I can't. I can't. Wait, what? Did, oh, my ears are burning. What did you say? I don't know if I can, but I'll try. I feel like there were a lot of tear-filled there sentences was a lot of like it that because they were saying it, and and my whole thing with them, and I would say this to them, and that's the other thing I've learned, and I've learned a lot, is you talk to children normal. Yeah. Treat them with the respect they deserve, which is they understand a lot more than you think. Yeah. And I would say something like this. As soon as you say that C word, the word can't, Mm -hmm. it told your mind and your body you won't be able to do something. Right. So instead of saying that, you're going to basically trick yourself into believing you might be able to. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You You can. Yes, you can. That's the C word you can use. Yes. Yeah. I can. I love it. And so... I don't know if I can, but I'll try. And you know what? I have used that word in the last few days. Yes. Like literally. Mm-hmm. Maybe getting off the floor of my bathroom. Maybe you said that. I, I don't know if I can, but I'm really going to try. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't know if I can, but I'll try should be the mantra of everyone. hmm So anyway, those are some things I've learned in my bathing suit.
1: Those are good lessons to have learned in your bathing suit. And I think... I mean, we usually don't do a tag for the ones that we do by just that are you and I. Yeah, but that is my tag. Is that your tag? Yeah. That
0: is. Before we get to the very end of this, Uh I wanted to give a little statistic, and I just ran these off this week. So it's 2022. Okay. And I don't know how new these statistics are, but. Um, I mean, I, I just got them, and it said 2022 statistics, okay, so we'll it's just from go. 2021. Yeah, they're current. It says, um, in the United States, more ch- more children ages one to four die from drowning than any other cause of death except for birth defects.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I mean, it makes me sick. Yeah. It makes me, it makes my heart hurt. Mm-hmm. For children ages one to 14, drowning is the second leading cause of unintentional inju- injury death after motor vehicle crashes. Oof, okay. Yeah while children at, are at higher higher risk anyone can drown every year in the united states there are estimated 3960 fatal unintentional drownings including boating related drownings mm. that is an average of 11 drownings per day that's a lot okay these numbers are really upsetting i know it because you start thinking about it and again in boats i mean mm. i would tell parents i One of the things that I would ask them to do at the end of a swim lesson is when the kids got a little bit older, three and four years old even, I would ask them, when you first get to my house, before your kids know what's going to happen, push them in the pool. In their clothes.
1: In their clothes and see.
0: Because teaching your swim lessons, you're prepared for it. You know what's to expect. Yes, right. What happens is in the middle of winter, your child is going after a ball or they're chasing their dog around the pool and they fall in and you're not worried about it because they've had swim lessons and they know how to swim but they're fully clothed with shoes on yep and the pool is 60 degrees Mm -hmm. not the 88 they learned in at miss denise's house Mm
1: -hmm. or they fall in some errant hot tub that happens to be in somebody's house accidentally absolutely yeah
0: so i literally would have them push them in fully clothed and be startled and they got to the pop back because I mm. also te- taught them how to circle back and get to the side of the pool. Yeah. You don't swim to a you don't swim to a step. You swim back to the side of the pool. The the closest the, place. The p- closest place. This, uh-huh. The to steps. Just hang on. Because when you say find the steps, find the steps. No, the steps could be all the way across that big pool. They could be. Um, the side of the pool is probably very, very right close there. to where they they fell in so you just look for that and grab it with your monkey hands and hold on um, 8080 non-fatal drownings that's an average of 22 non-fatal drownings per day and when they say non-fatal there was an asterisk by it and that asterisk meant there could have been fatal injuries mm-hmm. brain death yeah brain something death. like yeah. that or it was just a near miss and they re- revived and you 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 got your lucky day yeah another thing to remember about swimming swimming and and drownings is it is the most silent killer Mm -hmm. on the planet everyone thinks you will hear your child yelling for help yeah no nope they go down and they never come back up Mm -hmm. i had an experience in a jacuzzi Mm -hmm. jacqueline is about she's under two years old she hadn't learned how to swim yet fully because she had tubes in her ears and she had chronic ear infection Mm -hmm. i was at a at a pool party for church A bunch of us moms were in this jacuzzi. It was a square jacuzzi with like a full square seat around the whole thing. So my feet were in the pool. My butt is outside of the pool. Jacqueline's on the seat part. Playing with about three other kids that were her age. Mm -hmm. Young. They're not in the pool. We're just having them in the jacuzzi. I'm talking to the parents across from me. And I look down and my daughter is flailing at the bottom of the pool. She's still upright, but she is trying to get above Mm -hmm. water she's so tiny that she can't put her feet down she can't put her feet down and I literally had just had my eyes off of her for 20 seconds
1: and she just went under she went under
0: swallowed some water and it caused her to go down farther I had to pick her up I pick her up I pull her out of the water she's already vomiting out the water she swallowed oh, i'm a swim instructor this is coming from the, the mom swim instructor this happens so quickly oh we cannot ever ever take our eyes off of it so every child who dies from drowning another eight receive emergency department care for non-fatal drownings more than 40 percent of drownings treated in emergency departments require hospitalization mm-hmm. or transfer for further care Oh. Drowning injuries can cause brain damage and other serious outcomes, including long term disability. Sure. Yeah. Drowning is the process of experiencing rep- respiratory impairment from submersion or immersion of liquid. Not all drowning is fatal or will be fatal. That's right. Still so terrifying, fatal or not. Fatal or not. So, my takeaway gift is first of all, get your kids swim lessons, mm-hmm. and also you get yourself some swim lessons if you need it i love that okay it's okay and i don't know if i can but i'll try
1: miss denise thanks for coming on two average girls (laughs) today i'm ann police and i'm denise cooper be sure rate review subscribe we're on all the platforms also we're on instagram and facebook so go give us a like we'd love to hear from you in the meantime um we're two average girls and we'll see you next time